0: Welcome to the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show Podcast, a program all about caring for your animal companions. Now, here's our hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen.
1: Welcome pet keepers to this week's Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen. Wait a minute, that's not my usual co-host. Sitting in for a vacationing Rick Pruce, we have Janice Milligan Peters, the owner of Doggy Daycare and Spa out in Okemos and Lansing. Welcome back to the show, Janice. Thanks for having me, Lee. Oh, it's always my pleasure to have you in the studio. Uh, I always find even when Rick is gone that you bring an interesting and different perspective to the table, and frankly, you've got a challenge in front of you because the number one show we've had this year in terms of attention was your eight-year-old son and his bunny rabbit. Oh, yeah, that was
2: fun, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) He blew away the audience that day. That may
2: have just been all our relatives.
1: (laughs) I don't know who it was. I just know that there aren't many people who missed it, and we are grateful for it. So Mm -hmm. welcome back to the studio and uh, i'm sure everything has been going great out at doggy daycare and spa yeah uh, anything you want to report to the audience
2: no things are you know i think things are starting to get kind of back to normal you know it seems like a lot of people are getting vaccinated people are starting to move around and travel people are going back to work um, things are feeling more back to normal at doggy daycare and spa we're um, allowing people into our reception areas again great um, which is wonderful um, we did some um, in our lansing locations we put some new art on the the walls and it's beautiful. Um, so if you get a chance to go by there go go look at it. Um, but yeah, it's we're pretty excited.
1: Fantastic. And uh, Janice, from your perspective, what have you been seeing in terms of all of the people out there getting animals for the first time? Oh, or, wow. Uh, just It just seems like there's everywhere you're seeing dogs that you didn't see them before. Mm-hmm. Is that your observation as well?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, people had time. You know, they were home. It was a good time for people to, to get dogs. You know, one of the big excuses so to speak that people have when it comes to getting a dog is I don't have time for it I'm not home enough I feel bad you know and with working from home um, you know being able to do things virtually people are like maybe this is a good time to do it and you know we're seeing that with our new enrollments you know and um yeah, so, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a, a puppy boom. Right. You know, this is, you know, we're going to be like the puppy boom of 2020,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. No, no doubt about it. Now, Janice, with the weather starting to really turn warm mm-hmm. and starting to get... Uh, 90 in, degrees. Yeah. Uh, what is it that you're recommending to your customers in terms of grooming, daycare, all of that stuff? Are there any changes or... Well, in, our, our facilities are climate controlled
2: so in every area so um you know i'm not really you know we've got pools outside that the dogs can play in and shade and everything and we'll spend mornings and evenings outside afternoons will probably be in the gym a lot because we can keep it climate controlled because right. you know 90 degrees is hot yeah it is. you know we keep an eye on those short nosed breeds um, as far as grooming dogs really should be getting groomed all year round so the the heat um or the coat should be in the condition to be able to handle it Anyway, um, it's the undercoat that on double coated dogs that. makes them more hot. So the last thing you want to do when you've got a dog like a Lab or a Husky or a Golden Retriever is shave them during this time of the year. Please, please don't do that.
1: Right. Now, one of the other things that comes up is with the long weekends and the holidays, a lot of people may be interested in boarding. Any yep. recommendations to people as to how to get their dogs in for boarding?
2: Well, if they're going to come to us, they got to make sure they plan ahead because we do have an enrollment process. So we're not just going to take you know, every dog that calls. So dogs have to meet our requirements and go through our enrollment process. I always recommend to anyone who's looking for a boarding facility tour it first. Right. You know, check it out. Make sure it's a place where you're going to feel comfortable leaving your dog.
1: Gotcha. And Janice, the last thing that we're going to talk about today is training. Yeah. We've got coming in your trainer, Sarah Alguire, yeah. who's with Click Positive Training and she does that at both of your facilities. She sure does. And what are you recommending for people as far as training with these new dogs? Well, I
2: recommend getting them in a class as soon as possible <laughs> so you don't want to sign up online. She's filling up. And so it's pretty amazing. You know, I know when she first started doing the classes there, you know, it took a little bit to get her, get her going. And now she's got them, you know, every day I'm allowing her. She'd do it seven days a week, all day long if I let her.
1: Wow. Well, it's great operations. You run out on Mount Hope Highway in Lansing and on Grand River in Okemos. Uh, But we've got a great show in store for you. So all of you keep listening and you'll learn a lot this week on the Mid Michigan. Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS.
2: Sally Babbitt wants to help you plan for your pets.
3: So it's very important that as a pet owner, we take care of two things. Come up with a succession plan for who's going to take those pets, and also come up with a way to fund that.
2: Sally Babbitt will work with you to make sure your pets find a loving home in the event of your death or incapacity.
3: Because we all know, for example, I have a a beautiful Great Dane, and she's wonderful. But she also has some special health problems. So I understand that to have someone take her in is fine, but that's also a financial burden on them and so I would need to think about setting aside maybe some money to take care of that animal and going further how far do we go with our pets care when we're gone
2: plan for your pet's future with Babbitt Legal
3: I am on West St. Joe Highway 6005 West St. Joe I am just conveniently located a quarter mile from the Big B. 517-507-3306 517-507-3306
0: Welcome back to the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee
1: Cohen. Back here with the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Janice, we have with us in the studio a returning guest. It's Sarah Alguire, who is the owner of Positive Dog Training. And she teaches those classes at the Doggy Daycare and Spa locations in Alchemist and in Lansing. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's always our pleasure to have someone who is an expert when it comes to dog advice because I have to tell you, people like me need as much dog advice as they can get because I still have a year and a half old Australian Shepherd that is more than I can handle at this point in time. So, welcome back. Uh, to begin with, let's talk about what's going on because the condition that we're dealing with now that COVID is, I'm not going to say over, but it's definitely on the decline. Everybody is starting to have a lot more fun playing with their animals. And guess what? We've got a zillion new people, it seems, who have gone out and gotten dogs during this past year. And boy, is it getting crowded outside. So I need you to tell me what the heck is appropriate dog behavior that I should be expecting from my dog and other dogs?
4: I think most of the time I'm more concerned about what's appropriate behavior for the human beings attached to the dog than the dog's behavior, because most of the time our dog's behavior in public is very much related to our, our level of understanding of dogs and dog body language and our ability and understanding of both management in those situations and how much time we've actually spent working with our dog on being able to be focused on us versus on everything else going on in the environment. Other dogs, bicyclists, um, joggers. Those new wobble board things, right. <laughs>
2: you name it. Sarah, what are some basic things that people can focus on at home, like for the novice dog owner, that they can focus on at home to start building a good foundation with their, with their puppy? Okay. Can you give us some examples of those?
4: Well, one of the first things that I really emphasize in classes with people is make sure that your dog's name is really reinforcing to them. Um, it's not just an, it's not just that your dog needs to know their name. Their do- your dog needs to understand that responding to that sound, is a cue to hey pay attention to my human because good things happen when i do
1: so i'm assuming that means that after i say the dog and the, his name and he recognizes it it's treat time
4: we st- we start out with saying that name treat saying that name treat saying that name treat and then increasing the difficulty a little bit okay. saying the name the dog looks at you You get the dog gets rewarded and then slowly but surely increasing the level of distraction because it's not the same level of difficulty at all for your dog to hear their name in your house and come running as it is to hear their name in your backyard and come running or even hear their name in a dog park and come running. That's like university level focus, right there. Well, I, now, how
2: do you think is a good way to practice that? Like, wh- wh- how do you transition that? So, I'm always looking for
4: kind of the ninety percent rule. Or, um, if I will bet, if I would bet you fifty dollars that my dog could do a, a certain little piece of behavior consistently every time, then I know I can make it a little bit more difficult. So I'm going to spend with a young puppy, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks at least every single day, maybe two or three minutes just working on on recognizing and redirecting their focus back to me when they hear their name, because really their name is not necessarily about identity like our names are for us. It's just as much anything a cue to... Um to bring their attention back to, to respond. Yes, to respond to the human.
1: Well, and that can be a challenge, especially outside because mm-hmm. with the birds walking around on the lawn and the squirrels and uh, other animals and other dogs and you can hear barking in mm-hmm. the distance, uh, all of a sudden I just feel like I might be third or fourth fiddle when it comes to this dog's If attention. you exist at
4: all, which is why you want Want to practice it a lot before you expect a dog to be able to pay attention and to redirect their focus back to you outside where it's a lot more um, difficult. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really concentrate on bringing up the level of distraction really slowly rather than. Working in my kitchen for two weeks and then going outside and expecting that the very first time I call my dog's
2: name that they're going to look at me because they probably aren't going to. I can I know I I need to get better at that. You know, I'm not inexperienced when it comes to dogs by any means, but I've got a little one that, um, you know, if I I've got about a. 30% Thirty percent chance that he might come when I when I call his name and everything, and that's in the house and out of the house. So yeah. looks like I need to practice that yeah. as well. As,
1: as long as it's not your son, that's no, it's not
2: my son. It's, it's, a, it's our little Cavalier. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: well, trainers would call it building up the reinforcement history, which means practicing it and rewarding it f- for a long enough period of time that it becomes second nature to the dog. And sometimes that is a Period of months, maybe even years. I had an a, an event with my own dog this weekend where she got very excited about something and um, got away from me. And boy was I glad that we have worked on her name and on recalls for a really long time because the second the exciting thing wasn't as exciting to her, it clicked into her. Uh-oh. And she turned right around. Better pay um, attention so to the
1: master. Right. Had
4: I not practiced with her pretty regularly for years with that, that would have been a dog running around a neighborhood for minutes or hours rather than the 90 seconds it took me to, um, to kind of redirect get her. her. Yeah, to get her back. Yeah. and having once had a dog that I chased along i ninety four, yeah, um, the time I've spent with Jem working on recall and being able to bring her focus back to me in very distracting situations is more than worth it because it's terrifying when your dog gets away from you. and they don't hear your they don't hear or respond to their
2: name because the world is so exciting. Right. right. Now let's talk about, you know, when a dog gets is off leash. You know, I know Lee was Lee's had some experiences recently where there's a dog that's kind of causing havoc in his own own na- not neighborhood yeah. but even your own
1: yeah, my home, nec- my next-door neighbor.
2: Your next-door neighbor. And so, you know, what's good good owner etiquette when it comes to allowing your dog to be off leash. Well, if you live in any
4: sort of urban or suburban setting, more than likely there are leash laws out there. And unless you have your dog on some sort of physical lead um, or in a yard that's got a physical fence, um, not only are you putting your own dog at risk, but you're putting um, other people's animals at risk. And for some dogs... It is really distracting. In fact, for a lot of dogs, it's really distracting when they meet an off-leash dog and they're, for instance, on a leash. Mm. And it's very, very difficult for them to then focus on you. Um, And especially when those off-leash dogs are don't have great social skills themselves and are hyper usually hyper running up to the dog that's on the leash and so you know in my mind in part of owner etiquette is always having a plan for managing your dog i encourage people in classes to not have their dog their puppies off leash at all even in their fenced backyard Um, Until they have developed a really strong recall, because it doesn't take much for that dog to get really interested in something else and for you to have lost complete control over the dog until until it becomes that second nature to hear their name and go, oh, yeah, I guess I need to go back.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely an issue because the dog that I'm dealing with in question, there is no fence that separates our yards. And so when their dog is on their property, it can very easily walk across my property, especially with what I had on Memorial Day, where the neighbor on the other side Their daughter came over, brought her dog over, also had it off of a leash, and so the two dogs on either side, off of a leash, were wanting to get together, and the meeting ground was my backyard, and here my dogs wait a minute, what about me? And I I gotta tell you, I wasn't willing to mess around with it and so unfortunately I just took him elsewhere but yeah, it can be a pretty big issue. Now let me ask you this because one of the problems that it creates is it makes my dog start barking and Mm -hmm. he's got a really loud bark and my wife doesn't like disturbing everyone and we're trying very hard to to teach him not to bark. Is that a fool's errand or is there actually some pot of gold at the end of that rainbow?
4: Well, what you've got to remember is that those dogs, for instance, that you had this weekend on either side coming in and out of your yard freely, they're creating arousal for your dog, whether it's fear or frustration because yeah, he can't join. Um, and that's that's pretty difficult um for them to bring go oh i'm just gonna ignore those dogs it's you know that's that's asking a lot of your dog so in that case the first thing i would probably do is have a gentle discussion with my neighbors about respecting the boundaries of my yard um Just because you feel that your dog is friendly and my dog's a great dog, so I don't have to worry about what they do when they're off leash does not mean that it doesn't have negative effects on other dogs. And for your dog, it does because more than likely he wants to get out there. So if that doesn't If that doesn't work and you've got instances like that, I think the best thing you can do is remove your own dog from that distraction, you know, whether it's, okay, we're going to go for a walk while they're out there, or somewhere in the house where the dog can't see. Um, for dogs that have a lot of issues with barking at windows, we recommend getting, and I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's this sort of frosted, it reminds me of the old contact paper that our mm-hmm. mothers used to put yeah, on I
2: use it. Yeah, I use it in some of my windows at the daycare. Yeah. I know exactly so what
4: you're that, talking about. Yeah, so that the dogs yeah. can't like a see film. out.
2: It's a window film.
4: and it's It still lets
2: in light. Yep but you can't see through it and you could even put it on just half the glass yeah, yeah and it it works it works Fabulously for most dogs. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and and that could be the issue because I will tell you, this dog has supersonic hearing. Oh, yeah. And he can hear everything that's going on. Every every dog that barks within a half mile radius, (laughs) he will Mm -hmm. know about it and Mm -hmm. immediately wants to play, which is why I take him to the dog park where he can run around with other dogs and realize it's nothing personal with me, uh, that he just can't play with these certain dogs that are off a leash. Yeah. Now, Sarah, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back from the break, let's talk about for new folks who are really just getting outside and really just getting their dogs socialized, because for a lot of them who got their animals during the wintertime, it was hard for them to get outside and do a lot of exercising Mm -hmm. and things with the animal. How should they go about doing it? And what can we as neighbors in the neighborhood do to help them? Because I have another neighbor across the street and I love him to death. He is so wonderful. And he has got a puppy that is gorgeous. And they have not had a dog in 20 years. And so oh boy. it is it, it, <laughs> is, a
2: few of those it is an
1: adventure and I want to help them so yeah. I'm going to ask that advice of Sarah Alguire who is the owner of Positive Dog Training and we'll do that right after the break on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. If you're out of the listening area you
0: can hear the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show live online. Go to 1320wils.com and click on the listen live link
2: you hey. Is it time to get your dog spruced up for spring? Give us a call at 333-WOOF to schedule your dog's day of pampering at Doggy Daycare and Spa. All of our grooming services include customized shampoo and conditioning treatments, individual attention, and we never, ever use cage dryers. Our spa specialists only use patient practices, making your dog's grooming experience a positive one. We offer convenient appointment times at both of our locations in Lansing and Okemos. Call us at 333-WOOF, that's 333-9663, to schedule your dog's visit to the spa today. Doggy Daycare and Spa, with the hip hounds Hangout.
0: Once in a great while, a streaming service comes along that changes the landscape of home entertainment, introducing Proust Pets Ponds and Water Gardens, a streaming service that changes the landscape of your landscape, featuring cutting-edge technology like running water, live fish, and rocks, with a download size between 50 and 5,000 gallons. And pausing your water feature is just as easy as uh, walking away. All Proust Pets water features, Come with built-in theft protection, literally built into the earth. So unless someone plans on deadlifting your yard clean out of the neighborhood, your water feature is safe. Pooz Pets can update your application anytime with new features including more fish vacuum and cleaning rentals and troubleshooting to keep your system running smoothly. Visit Pooz Pets in Old Town to learn more about the future of home entertainment. Kind of. It's the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show with Rick Cruz and Lee Cohen.
1: and the while trying to keep a date. It's with 935 a- and we're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning with Sarah Alguire, who is the owner of Positive Dog Training and joining me in the questions is our guest host, Janice Milligan Peters, who is with us in the studio. And Sarah, let's get back to the conversation we were having because I had mentioned to you that there are folks out there who have gotten dogs literally for the first time in their life or in many, many years. And I've got one living by me who I so desperately want to help them because their dog is cute, they're wonderful people, and I know what a struggle it must be because they're even older than I am and I'm not so young. So bottom line is, uh, what can we do to help some of these new dog owners to kind of get the jump with their dog so that the experience is a very positive one
4: well you know we're actually living in a very exciting time to be in a pet profession especially in dog training because there are a lot of really good resources out there to help new dog owners um not all of them have the same quality in, in my mind, um, and we certainly can – I can give you some ideas if you want to add those to the website, places that people can go look, um, especially for people who have either never had dogs or um, – haven't had dogs in a while, I think the most important thing is to help people adjust their expectations about what life living with and raising a dog is going to be like, Um, because Even if you've had a dog before, it's really—I think it—it's got to be something like childbirth. You've—you forget how much work it is (laughs) um, when there's been time. When there's been time, I, you know, I. (laughs) Right now, I'm in a great position because I'm working with a ton of puppies, and it is keeping me very grounded about not adding a second dog again to my own family because it's a lot of work and people need to understand that they are basically committing to living with a four-legged furry toddler for um, somewhere between 10 and 15 years and there will always be responsibility with that and a lot of compromise on on our part because the needs of you know, dogs do have needs that are different than ours. We're a different species. Um, so I think the first thing I would do to, um, to help those neighbors that you can tell are struggling is help them find some resources. I will tell you that even when you're a dog trainer, your friends and neighbors don't want to hear about uh, from you. What you what they should do with their dog. Mm -hmm. You're much better off to um, help them find a really reputable dog trainer or a really reputable dog trainer. Say on YouTube, there are a couple of YouTubers that I'm really um, that really do good work. There's great. um, There's all kinds of great resources online. As long as you can help them sift through and and pick those that are. you know, that are evidence, science-based training versus some of the um, dominance theory type um, old conventional training that goes
1: on. Well, um, the old newspaper on the nose trick. Yes. <laughs> or, and, and the alpha rolls and, yeah. you know, that
2: kind of stuff. Um now let's let's talk about classes. You know, obviously that's a good place to start whether it be somebody taking something online, which mm-hmm. a lot of people have started doing with COVID, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of resources have gone um virtual. Um but you know We offer the classes that you teach and Mm -hmm. and your team teaches at Doggy Daycare and Spa. And I believe most of the classes are what, six to eight weeks long, correct? Right now we're offering six weeks and ten weeks. Okay. That is not nearly enough time. Right. That's one of the things I was gonna ask. You know, I take a class with my dog. Should it be should I expect them to be perfectly behaved by the time I'm done with that? that 10-week course. So what I tell my
4: people the first week, and believe it or not, they come back week two, is that (laughs) my goal is not that their dog will be perfectly trained in six weeks, is that I will have them perfectly trained in six weeks so that they can move on in that process of essentially raising their dog. You don't raise your child in six weeks, and you're not... You're not
2: going to raise your dog in six weeks, um, and yeah, it's just a start, right? Well, you know, one of the things I think, Sarah, it's so amazing about you is your background is actually as a teacher with mm-hmm. with children and I, children with special needs, correct? Yes. And so you're you're really good at at that because yeah, you have to be good with the dogs, but basically what you're saying is that the classes are to teach the human yes. how to handle the dog. And, I mean, that's a skill that is goes even just beyond being able to read dogs. Yeah. You, you know, know, we
4: talk about in, in dog training slicing behavior small enough so that the dog can be successful at every step. Because if they are, you the dog learns the larger skill and is able to perform it much more reliably. What I have to remind myself every single day is that slicing of behavior is just as important with my human students, if not more, because Mm -hmm. if you as a dog owner is not are not feeling um, successful in your training um, experience with your dog, you're not going to do it because it's not going to be fun. Right?
1: Well, well, and it seems like a big part of it is the expectations of the owners. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's funny, I've I've had the conversation with my wife fairly often about. When, when she's upset that the dog isn't behaving exactly the way that she would like, I remind her the first time we got an Aussie puppy, he was a monster until he was four years old. And then he turned into the greatest dog <laughs> on planet Earth for the next 11 years. And everyone remembers the 11 years of him being a great dog. Well, that's a lot longer. And they don't remember time. the four years of terror yeah. that we always had because puppies are puppies. They they want to have fun. They have, Well, they
2: press the limits. They figure out what they can get away with and what they can't, right. you know, just like kids. And
1: they've got unbearable energy that they need to exert. And if we don't get them that exercise, uh, the rule of thumb we adopted was five miles a day. That's how much mm-hmm. the dog would expect to run around if it were working the way it was bred to. So we've got to kind of replace uh, all of the sheep that it would be hurting, and instead it's going to be me that's going to get hurted a little bit. So,
4: Well, we we aren't the same species. What our dog needs and what, what we need are not the same thing. What the dog understands and how the dog perceives the world and how I perceive the world, they're not the same. But our job as guardians or caregivers or pet parents, however you want to look at it, is to... To do our homework well enough that we can at least make some semblance of an effort to meet our dogs where they are, rather than always trying to force our our primate expectations on an animal that is not a primate. And I think that's you know
2: that's even difficult for me some days, <laughs> right? Well, and I think part of it is to um, figure out what it is that we can live with with our dogs and focus on, you know, fixing the things that we find that aren't acceptable. Those behaviors stopping yeah. those behaviors that we aren't aren't, accept, aren't acceptable and reinforcing the ones that we do like. I mean, I think that's what's important. I've got two dogs, they're two totally different you know, beings, you know, the one is perfect. The other one's not, you know, but I, but disagree. that's okay. Right? Sarah knows my dogs quite well. And she loves I them love both. them both. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think part of it is just managing what it is that we can live with with the dog, you know? Because if you got an Australian Shepherd, they're gonna be still exhibiting behaviors that are gonna be a lot different than, let's say, if you had a Shih Tzu, right. you yes. know?
4: And it's really important before you go out and, and adopt that animal to understand what your needs are in gonna be in that relationship. Right. Because if you like to spend your Saturday afternoons in January, on your couch watching old movies don't, don't go get a out yes or 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 a border collie right um or you know or, or even a mixed breed that's got a lot of energy because they need a lot more from you than what what you're going to be able to live with.
1: Right. And it doesn't matter if you've had that breed before. It's different when you're 20 than it is when you're 60. Oh, yeah. So Amen. bottom line <laughs> is you need to accept that that's how it is. We're talking this morning with Sarah Alguire, who is with Positive Dog Training, And we'll be back right after the break on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com
0: forward slash MMPets. Upload your pet's picture or check out the silly pet photos that we put up there to get you through your day.
3: Almost every day, another customer at Liberty Coins in Frandor has an unexpected happy experience. When a woman was doing her spring cleaning recently, she happened to hear Liberty's radio commercial of another customer being paid much more than expected. She gathered together some items she was planning to throw away and brought them to Liberty. We found some jewelry pieces were solid gold or silver. She guessed she might receive $150. Liberty made her day when we paid her $800.
0: What hidden treasures might you have? Pick up a free copy of our Cash in Your Treasures brochure in
4: our store or view it online at LibertyCoinService.com.
3: For 50 years, Liberty Coins and Frandor has been the right place to go. I'm Tom Coulson, reminding you to put cash in your pocket today. We're-
0: Once in a great while, a streaming service comes along that changes the landscape of home entertainment, introducing Proust Pets Ponds and Water Gardens, a streaming service that changes the landscape of your landscape, featuring cutting-edge technology like running water, live fish, and rocks, with a download size between 5 and 500 gallons. Pausing your water feature is just as easy as uh, walking away. All Proust Pets Water Features, Features ...come with built-in theft protection, literally built into the earth. So unless someone plans on deadlifting your yard clean out of the neighborhood, your water feature is safe. Pruce Pets can update your application anytime with new features, including more fish, vacuum and cleaning rentals, and troubleshooting to keep your system running smoothly. Visit Pruce Pets in Old Town to learn more about the future of home entertainment. Uh, Kind of. For the latest news and information on animal care, it's the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Here are your hosts, Rick Cruz and Lee Cohen.
1: We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show and Janice we've been talking this morning all about uh, getting the best behavior we can out of those dogs that are out there and helping mm-hmm. us with that conversation is Sarah Alguire from Click Positive Dog Training uh, which is taught inside the Doggy Daycare and Spa locations in both Okamas and Lansing and Sarah to uh, kind of take our conversation where it needs to go. Let's talk about What should people expect from their animals when they get them and they start getting them into a routine and then all of a sudden something comes about to change the routine? Like what what I'm concerned about right now is we've had an awful lot of people who've been home for a long time, a lot more often, and they're starting to head back to work. And this dog may be new to them since they've been home this whole time. And now all of a sudden, my. Mommy and daddy are disappearing. What do we do?
4: Well, hopefully they have hopefully they've already been practicing alone time um, with their dog right along. And if they haven't, start as soon as you can and build and build up. Most dogs are not going to have catastrophic reactions. That being said, if they had their um, own way, they would be with us 24 seven. So we do need to teach them or give them the opportunity to learn that being by themselves um, can be okay. So taking short breaks where you're leaving the house Leaving your dog with some sort of enrichment, even if it's just to start out with walking around the block without your dog, um, is a um, is a good first step. Um, you know. Also, we we want to probably start thinking about. I'm not going to be with my dog for eight hours a day, which means some of that stimulation. And enrichment that they were getting just by having me there all the time is no longer present. So what kinds of things do I like to do and does my dog like to do that we can make sure we add more of into our daily routine? So at least if the dog is now away from you longer, um, you still have that relationship time, because that is the most important piece to your dog. Um, The other thing, too, is if your dog is one of those social butterflies, um, now's a good time to actually look at maybe a day a week of daycare, or some, you know, some opportunity for them to have an outlet That's away from you. That's also stimulating and um, enjoyable because a lot of times when dogs are destructive, um, when you're not home, um, it's out of anxiety and boredom. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about having that daycare opportunity for your dog is that they get a day where there's a lot going on. It's not just boring and they, you know, they develop doggy friendships. They develop people friendships. Mm-hmm. Um my my own dog um is absolutely in love with several of the daycare providers at Doggy Daycare and Spa. I think she'd go home with them if they
2: were if well, she, she, had would. A choice. she would, you know. But that see, that's one of the things that's really cool, I think, about what we do is that so like if you go away, she has to come and stay and, and board with us. It's it's not even a big deal for her because she comes every week, so it's an extension of her world. Yeah. So it's not like going to, you know, a kennel, you know, or so to speak, you know. Um, It's it's something that she actually looks forward to, and she's around people that she already trusts. It's not strangers. Some of them Mm -hmm. might be new people, but... It's in an environment that Mm -hmm. she's comfortable in. And I think that's one of the things that I'm most proud of that we do um, as far as the services that we provide Mm -hmm. is that our boarding is strictly for dogs that can come to daycare and, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're able to have a positive experience. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's an important issue because I do sense that that is something that people are going to be wrestling with over the next month or two. One of the other things that, frankly, I think is a concern for a lot of people, and they may not have thought about it yet, is we're now in the period of time where people are going out and buying firecrackers oh, and fireworks. Oh, yeah. And they're going to start launching them mm-hmm. on just about every weekend that they is. And frankly, a lot of dogs just don't like that sound and get fearful of it. Besides running out and buying all the thunder coats in the world uh, that exist out there, what can we do to help our dogs get through this next couple of months when people are out being noisy?
4: So if you have a puppy who's never heard fireworks before, Um, I would start out with, and you can find this on YouTube because there are multiple trainers that have really good um, information on it. It's it's an exercise called Open Bar, Close Bar. And it's designed to help our dogs associate noises in the environment with positive things. That being said, if you have a dog that has already shown um, a lot of fear of fireworks... Call your vet. Um, severe reactions to fireworks are actually considered to be like a clinical syndrome. And there are some really good medications out there that you can just give them for that period of time. A mild cocktail. Yes. I think one of them is,
2: it's is it Cilio or Cilio? I'm not sure. I'm there's terrible with there's, that there's stuff. some different stuff. We'll, um, we'll leave it to the vets to tell you. Yeah, what to give Yeah.
4: Up. Talk to your vet. Um, and you know if if your dog doesn't have already developed those really severe fears, but you're concerned, make sure that you create a nice calm place. Play some music. Stay home with your dog. Put give them, them in s- a crate. Give them something to chew. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. You, you want to be careful about putting them in a the crate. Do you? If okay, yeah, If their crate is their s- as a safe space. If it's a safe space that right. they're used to having good things happen in,
2: yep. which I hope that it is. Mm-hmm. I hope most people's dogs crates are positive yeah. positive places, but but not not every dog. Not says.
4: everybody practices crating with their dog and the right. time to start it is not 4th of July. <laughs> right, just, right, right. Okay. Um but music to cover up the sound, a kong full of really yummy stuff. Um, your presence, all of those things can
1: help. Gotcha. Well, it's funny you say that because one of the things that we'll typically do when we are leaving the dog home alone, besides filling up the Kong with peanut butter, is to go through and put on some of the animal channels on the TV Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. listen to the sounds of nature and animals because for some reason Mm -hmm. it makes the dog feel better. Or maybe it's our imagination, but I do have that perception.
4: Yeah, and instead of going out and buying fireworks, Yourself, go out and buy a few cans of dog food or a bag of dog
2: food and donate it to your local shelter. It's a much better use go. of your money. <laughs> well, I guess the the good news, bad news maybe for some, but good news is uh, there is a bit of a firework shortage this year. I've heard, so maybe we won't hear as many.
4: Yeah, and it's dry. If it stays dry like this, I know out in Meridian Township, if it's too dry, they won't do them. They won't. They won't do the the bigger display. Right doesn't right. mean individual people won't still do it but we had a we've had a fireworks ban out there several summers recently just because it was just way too dry
1: well sarah we've only got about 30 seconds left but if you had one tip for all of these folks out there with their dogs what would you give it in 25 seconds
4: take the time to understand who your dog is
1: Okay, we've been talking with Sarah Alguire, who is the owner of Click Positive Dog Training, which is taught at the doggy daycare uh, facilities both in Okemos and Lansing. And unfortunately, we are out of time. So, on behalf of our producer Grant Lefevre and Janice Milligan Peters, the owner of Doggy Daycare, who's been my co-host in the studio, and thank you Mm -hmm. very much. This is Lee Cohen, wishing all of you a great weekend. And a great week ahead. We'll talk next weekend on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, will you all please, please take good care of your pets, get to know your pets, and have a great week, everybody.
0: Hey, get some ideas for a show, questions, maybe suggestions. Just email us, mmpets at 1320wils.com. Or message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mmpets. Yeah, this is a story of things the dog that chases its tail, will be busy. These are clapping dogs. Rhythmic dogs. Harmony dogs. House dogs. Street dogs. Dogs of the world unite. Dancing dogs.